0: Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. Hey! Uh, a couple of things. Number one, for you ladies, there's not going to be a ladies' breakfast this coming Saturday. the reason being is because she's not going to be able to handle it and put it on there. But there will be one in February. Guys, there will be a men's breakfast in February, too. I got chastised for not having a men's breakfast on the first. God bless you. I should have said, you guys just do it. Do it on your own and just have it. You guys beat up Pat. Tell him to come. But anyways, <laughs> it's all good there. Also, I want to thank you. You know, we did a whole thing for the month of December, and you uh, helped Yolanda and her team hand out a ton of hats, scarves, gloves, and everything. In fact, she had to tell you, stop, you gave too much. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you, you know that every time we've, we've helped fire victims, and, and, and we've helped so many, and, and every time you guys have brought in too much, we've had to say, okay, stop. Now, we haven't had to do that with money yet, but we've had to do that with things. Okay. Uh, so... That's okay. A lot of you, that just tells you a lot of us have way too much stuff. But thank you again. Thank you for all that. You know, we also were asked, and I forgot because during the whole thing that happened, I don't know if you remember about in Kentucky where that tornado got down and stayed on the ground for 200 miles and, uh, you know, broke the Guinness Book of World Records. It was a, you know, just a sign of the times. And so we were asked to, to help out in that. But I couldn't get really to share with you guys because of all the things that were going on in my life with my mom and, and all the stuff here. And I'm not sure if we can still help them or not. I'm going to find that out. So we may uh, get connected and do some more things with them. I'll let you know what goes on there. But I just want to commend you, you guys. You know, you're known around the world, but you're also known really here as a, as a wonderful church that uh, that gives and sows and, and, and is not so concerned about themselves, but will reach out and touch others. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me just make sure that I make clear that you don't bring any more hats or gloves. Or anything. We know that you know, January and February is going to get, but she's got enough to do all the things she's doing. So don't, give, don't bring any more of those things, okay? There's a good card back there. She has to want a thank you card for all of you that are there. Also, the community action team has a video that's on our website. If you want to go there, you know, there's a lot of crazy things that are coming down the avenue and stuff. And you need to know, and we all need to be praying We definitely need to be praying about the Supreme Court and what they're going to make their decision. So let's keep believing God. Amen? Amen. And uh, really, you know, listen, the Bible tells us we're supposed to pray so that the gospel has free course so that people can get born into the kingdom of God. Amen? And so the Bible tells us to pray for those that are in leadership. It tells us to pray for those. So we need to be praying. We need to be believing so that we can continue to, to reach the lost. Amen? I mean, I've got... Uh, a lot of grandkids that, you know, if Jesus tarries, I want their life to be a whole lot better. I don't want it to be worse. But the wonderful thing is I want them to know Jesus and I want them to be able to stand for truth. Amen? And they need to know what is what is right and what is wrong. So we we need to do that. So glory to God. Now I'm trying to think, is there any other announcements that I missed? I got them all? Oh, yeah. Gee's coming. Gee and yuck is coming, okay? They're coming on the, on the 23rd through the 26th, and so we're going to be uh, having a fun time. And if he's, they've written, I think, a new book called uh, God Do It Again, which is about revival. Let's do it again, do it again, and so believing for that. And I've been on the phone with him and talking. He's still in, in, in Europe doing all of his, uh, you know, thing, uh, basically meetings over there, and he'll be here coming up in the next few weeks to uh, be a blessing for us, so we're going to... Just be blessed and just charge the atmosphere. Amen. God has good things in store. All right, anything else, Greg, that I missed? We got it all? Is that it? All right, we're good. Everybody say thank God for the announcements. (laughs) (laughs) I know many of you are here for the baby dedication, but that's okay. You're gonna get the word of God, too. And you're gonna get to hear good things. And uh, I'm excited and, and... saddened by the whole thing today too uh you know because I love my kids love my grandkids and uh but I thank God for God's plan and purpose for their lives amen you know I you know I never had the 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 joy of being able to live around my parents or around any family because God always sent me to crazy places like Stockton (laughs) but uh and before that, he sent me to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the middle of an inner city. And, and none of them wanted to move there. You can't blame them. <laughs> you know, so, but it's been a joy to, to have my sons with me and, and around me and their whole families and stuff. And that's a blessing. And uh, so now, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still have you know, my one son, Aaron, his family's still going to be here. So praise God, that's a blessing, but amen, good things. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 5, and I want to share. I just in my heart, I think this year, there's some things. I shared with you what I believe God spoke to, to, to my heart you know, concerning this. Number one was boldness. How many you know you can't have boldness without faith? How many of you can't, you can't have confidence without knowing who you have confidence in? Amen. You know, it's one of the things about it. everybody in this generation and, and all of our generations, we wanted to know the truth. We thank God for our parents' faith. We thank God for their belief. But we wanted to know what they believed in. Is it really real? We wanted to get our... And, and, and something happens in your life when you actually make Jesus the Lord of your life and it change, when you actually know what you believe. Amen? And I like something that, that somebody said one time, you know, and I like the way they said it. They said, listen, if what you believe doesn't govern what you think, what you say, and what you do, it's not a belief. You know, it's something that you, you, you know, you agree with, but just because you agree with something or just because you know about something, it may, it's more than likely you don't believe in it because it's not affecting your life. Have you know, the, the whole world knows about Jesus. You know, Brother Self and I had an opportunity to share with, with, with a Muslim girl at a place and just talking and sharing. They all believe that Jesus lived and existed, but they don't believe that Jesus is Lord and they can't they're trying to figure out in their brain how to how to receive a spiritual lord aren't you glad jesus is bigger than your brain hallelujah and aren't you glad that it takes faith it takes faith but to have confidence you know because in 1 john chapter 5 verse 14 says this is the confidence that we have in christ amen this is the confidence that we have in him amen that if we ask anything according to his will or his word we know we know That he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have. See, the problem is that people, you know, they they, they don't know. It's that knowing part. It's coming into that knowing because most people don't have any faith in believing. Amen. And many people are always trying to figure out faith as being a formula. You know, because we talk about steps and we talk, you know, I, I'm, I'm really good at that. I'm, I'm a teacher. So I give you all kinds of things, tell you what you need to do all, on all this because I'm trying to lay it. I'm trying to break it down as simple as I can. But here in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, it says this. It says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. Amen. I want to read that to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says this. It says, if we are in Christ, Jesus, amen, because that's a big deal. If you're born again, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that makes it different. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. What that simply means, whether you're Jew or Gentile, whether no matter what your race is, no matter where you were born, no matter who you are, doesn't amount to anything, Thank you for your overwhelming response because everybody loves their heritage, they love who they connected to, they love. Everybody has an identity with who who's around them. The problem is it doesn't count for anything, but only faith that's activated and energized and expressed and working through love. You know, I made a statement. I wrote it. In fact, I was just praying this morning I decided well I haven't put anything on Facebook in a long time so I decided I'd put it on there and what it is is faith that works by love will measure up to all the standards set down in the word of God I'm gonna read it to you again because I wanna expound on that. That's what this whole sermon's about. Faith that works by love will measure up to all the standards set down in the word of God. How many you know, everybody, if you ask people out there, do you, is there 10 commandments that everybody, well, oh yeah, there's 10 commandments, God has just commandment. God's told it, all the, they don't even know what they are, but they know there's 10 of them. Okay, they don't because if they did, there'd be some things. And what happens is though, is that we have all of these do's and don'ts and yes, there are ordinances. And yes, there are do's and don'ts. There are things that the word of God has set down. The problem is, is we forgot about what, why God sent Jesus. We've forgotten about the love of God. We've forgotten about that it's all about a relationship. Yes. Amen? It's all about, it's not about rules and regulations. Because, you know, if you have rules and regulations without relationship, you have rebellion. Okay? See, R plus R minus R equals R. <laughs> Rules and regulations minus relationship equals rebellion. Okay? So when you understand that, that's why we have so many people rebelling against this and rebelling because they don't know the love of God. And when I say that, they don't know that God actually loves them. They don't know that God really loves them. They think, yeah, if you don't know how bad I've been, who cares how bad you've been? When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, how bad you've been is all gone. See, that's why people, when they talk to you and they want to try to argue with you and they want to get it into your head and they want to try to do things, say, listen, the problem with you is you need to be born again. You just need to be born again. If you get born again, it changes everything. Jesus changes everything. But when faith that works by love changes things, what does that mean? Faith works by love. It simply means when you understand that God loves you and you love God, and that's the basis for everything. If I want to have strong faith, it's because I love God, I can give glory to him, Hallelujah. and I can believe that he loves me back, and he wants to do everything for me. It's all about that I belong to the family of God. It's all about this is what God has for me. It's what he wants. And that's where the world messes up all the because they don't know how much God loves them. They get caught up, well, how can God die? How, I mean, if, if Jesus is God, how can he die? See, Jesus laid down his life. He stripped himself of all of his deity and everything and walked on the earth as a man because he gave us the law in the Old Testament said, if you can do the law, then you can make it to heaven. Nobody could do the law. And if you think you can, go read Leviticus. (laughs) And if you can understand it, you know, because how many of you have put your blood on your big toe? How many of you did, I mean, you know, you have to do all the, I mean, if you did it, you, you just, in the Bible says, Jesus said, if you, if you offended, in, if you missed out on one of the things of the law, you're guilty of the whole law. So we all messed. up. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, that's what makes, the, that's what gets underneath it is that it takes faith to receive. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible to please God. See, watch when you're talking with people and you're talking and they can't get it because they're trying to grab it with their head. And you got to grab a hold of God with your heart. Yes. Faith is of the heart. You got to grab a hold. What is faith? Faith is simply trusting in God. It's an unquestionable belief that God and what he said is real and true. And I'm going to believe it and it changes your life forever. Amen. Isn't that amazing? It changes everything. Because, see, faith is the, is the hand that receives things from God. It's the hand. See, you know the exchange in heaven, the exchange in earth is money. Based on gold, or it was based on, now it's just people just making money. It's just based on nothing. It's based on air, okay? You know, that's, you know I mean, it is. It's nothing there. But here, here's the thing, is that it's supposed to be based on, but it, and that's what our exchange is down here. The exchange in heaven is faith. It's what you believe. And what you can believe that God can do. And what you believe what God said in his word. What God can do in his word. Amen. But my faith won't work. My faith won't be energized. My faith won't be activated. My faith won't be expressed unless I work it with love. See, when you know how much God loves you and then your love toward God, it it don't bother you when somebody ridicules you. It don't bother when somebody writes about you. It don't bother about somebody says something on Facebook that didn't they didn't like what you liked, they put an ugly emoji. <laughs> put an angry emoji. Well if they didn't like look if they liked everybody else and they didn't like my comment. Who cares? Golly. Wow. You know, who cares if you got 150 likes on this one? You know, it, it's like, hey. When you know who you are and what you have and who God is with you, it changes everything. See, Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says this about the love of God. It says, and this hope that we have will not lead to disappointment. How many people have been so disappointed in their lives over the last couple of years? Or even more than that, the people have just been disappointed. They're just frustrated with what's gone on and what they couldn't do. And, couldn't, and, and they've allowed things to just really matter. He said, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. And if you know God loves you, God's never going to leave. He's never going to forsake you. God's going to always, he's going to see you through. Listen, folks, I don't care how many laws they try to print. I don't care what they say. When, you know, Paul, uh, not Paul, but Peter and John were called on the carpet for healing the lame man there, they told him, you can't preach anymore. We're going to put you in prison. They put him in prison, and the prison doors opened. They put him in prison, and all the prisoners got saved. They tried to take him, and he just went through them. Amen? Listen, God's God. We haven't seen anything yet. You need to read the book of Acts. Amen? You know, you read the book of Acts, and here's what, here's what, you know, Luke wrote the book of Acts, and he said, oh, Theophilus, okay, Theophilio, which means God lover. He said, I'm going to write this to all the God lovers of the world. That's what his name means. So when he says, and yeah, here it is funny, what did Luke say? You know, it just seems good to me. He didn't say the, God came down, told me I needed to do this. I mean, the Holy, I had an angel visitation. I had all the, he just said, you know, it just seems good to me to write this down. So I'm going to write it down to all the God lovers. So how many God lovers we have in here? How many Jesus lovers do we have? You know, when you see this and then, and then the people of the world are going to think you're crazy. They think we're crazy. They already think we're crazy. People won't let people come because you guys touch people. I tell you to talk to two or three people, you talk to 10. You don't stay in your circles. You guys go. And I love it, okay? And we're not making fun of anything. But we're not going to walk in fear of anything either. You can't have fear. You can't have faith in fear at the same time. That doesn't work. You can't just hide out. That's what they want you to do. They want you to stay there. That's whatever the world, the devil wants it. He wants to isolate you. Because if he gets you by yourself, he can defeat you. If you don't know who you are in Christ. But he'll always bring people around to come here. He'll always do that. So you got to understand, not only are we faith children of a faith God, but we are love children of a love God. And it's all about God's love toward us and our love toward him. See, God loved us so much that he sent Jesus. He couldn't love us anymore. He sent it. And God told us, he said, above everything else, put on love. Why? Because without love, your faith won't work. Without love, your faith won't be activated. It won't be energized, and it won't be expressed. So well, why does my faith need to have all those things? Well, because there needs to be some evidence in your life that you're a Christian. There needs to be some things that are evident that you actually lived on the earth. Thank you for your overwhelming response, folks. Do you know there's scriptures in heaven, there's scriptures in the word of God, not heaven, scriptures in the Bible that talk about that we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we are going to give an account for our life. No, it's not about whether I make it to heaven or or not, because you go to heaven because you believe in Jesus. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't earn your way into heaven. You just got to believe that Lord, and you got to accept what he did, and hallelujah, you get born into heaven. the only way you can do it is get born and then you gotta get born again you gotta be a follower of Jesus you gotta have a complete nature change you can become a new creature in Christ Jesus I'm thoroughly convinced we haven't preached that hard enough and strong enough you know I jokingly all say when we do the baptism we gotta hold you down till the bubbles get less and then when you come up you go you like air you're like see that's how much you should excuse me (laughs) need air I almost drowned myself have me some more. Uh, uh, <laughs> amen. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hey. little too demonstrative. Sorry about that. A uh, little too real. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but all the, because when you come up, it's our heart toward Jesus, it's our heart. I see, I, I, I've never understood, I've never understood how when you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and especially once you got filled with the Holy Spirit that when people would come and argue or people would kind of try to use their brains and try to tell you, well, listen, it's been, you know, look at this, we can look at this. Now that we've got Google, now that we've got all the internet, we don't need the Spirit of God anymore. You know, we've got all this history, you know, and you're believing what somebody else put on there. Instead of what the word of God or instead of what the spirit of God gives to you. See, when the love of God is there, every time you have the love of God, you've got a revelation from God. And where revelation is, love is. And where love is, revelation is. That's right. You need to understand. That's why you can walk in peace, walk in joy. Because you can you know, see on here, look, look, at they did this whole documentary and found out about this and found out about that. You know, it's kind of like the lady, you know, the grandma, when the son comes, you know, when the grandson comes back from college, said, Grandma, let me just tell you what I learned in college. You know where, the, where it says that the Israelites went across the Red Sea? You know, that water is only six inches deep. And grandma shouted, "Woo!" I started dancing. And he said, Grandma, I just proved that, see, they, they you know, it's no big deal for them to cross over. She said, oh, sweetheart, let me just tell you, man, God drowned that whole Egyptian army in six inches of water. <laughs> All of you, you look at things and we want to say, yeah, but let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Everybody wants to try to put God in a box. Amen. But you can't put him in a box. He's the creator. You can't do things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, see, here's, here's the big one, though. When you know that how much God loves you and you know how much you love God, then it doesn't bother, bother you when somebody sins against you because he love covers a multitude of sins. And then it keeps you safe. How many of you know that when you get forgiveness or you forgive people, it's for you and not for them? Amen. I mean, when you show mercy, it's because you need mercy. So I said, well, you're just so merciful. It's because I need all the mercy I can get. Amen. I mean, you see it. You see the hand of God. You see the plan of God. And why is it so important to understand this? Because I want your faith to work. I want you to receive the answers to your prayers. I want you to see the miracles inside and to believe that God's going to come in. He's going to work out no matter what's going to You know, we're facing a lot of dilemmas. We're facing a lot of things. A lot of people could lose their jobs in the next day or two. A lot of people could 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 see there's a lot of things where people look at you like, oh, you know, we were we were on a plane. And, man, in first class, you know, somebody got up and was screaming at somebody else in first class because they weren't complaining. And it was like, dude, you paid $5,000 to get yelled at. This is awesome. I'm going back to the $500 seat back there. <laughs> and you got a bunch of sheep back there. They all got their mask on. They're all compliant. This is cool, you know. He paid $5,000 to get harassed. I thought, man, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Amen. And see, we're not making fun, but what we are doing in the sense of seeing that, listen, yes, there's gonna, people are going to come. There's going to be things. But we've just got to do what God's speaking in our heart to do and remember how much God loves us and remember that, wait a minute, they, can't, they don't know any better. We just need to pray. We need to believe God. We need to love them. We need to reach out and touch their lives. Amen because if we'll let the love of God how much God loves us and then we'll exercise our faith based upon his love toward us not on what I've done or what I'm doing amen now that you know God wants you to study he wants you to find out the word of God God wants you to learn he wants you to grow but how many of you know that when you love your kids I mean I I love my kids and I was really hard on my kids and I was I was you know hey but they turned out okay (laughs) They're here. They're not dead. That's what I tell them. You didn't die, okay? You're doing okay. And uh, I see how hard they are on their kids, and they go, stop that. That's my grandkids. Stop it. You know, we change into different people. And uh, so, but, uh, you know, hey, like I told them, you you know, we it's only, you know, you were the first time I had anything like that, so it was the way I was, I was learning. So it's the way it was, all right? Uh, but... but in that, though, in that is that how much I love them and how much I want to bless, how much I want to, to, to do for them, for all of them, you know, and I realize my love for my kids and my grandkids is nothing compared to God's love toward me and his forgiveness toward me and how, much, how many times can I forgive them? Golly, you know, just, it's like, no, it's no problem. I can forgive because of what God says, Amen. And that's the thing about it, God's doing it. But we have a tendency, we have a tendency to try to earn. We have a tendency to try to do the formula. We have a tendency to try to do each little thing and making sure we're doing it without understanding. It's God's love toward us that changes everything. Amen? It's God's love toward us that changes everything. Amen? It's amazing. It's amazing of what God wants us to do. I want you to go with me to 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm not going to take a long time because we're going to be doing the, uh, the dedication here and I want to share a few things about that. But uh, I want to help you here. And hopefully I am helping you to understand because this is the thing. It's the love of God. It's the love of God that leads us uh, to repentance. Amen. It's how amazing he is. How, how great God is in our lives, you know, because here's the thing. If you're gonna have your faith grow, you're gonna have to have your love grow, and if you, love and faith are, are, they both grow by exercising them and feeding, feeding them. And so, which means, how do I feed love and faith? Well, it comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Love, love is expressed through words and action. Faith is expressed through words and action. And uh, so it's it's vitally important. It, it helps us. These are things that take place. How do we do this? Well, we got to watch what we say. James said this in chapter, James chapter three. He said, "If you're going to grow, if you're going to just see the blessing." And here in First Peter chapter three, two, it says that uh, if you want to see good days and have live long, then you better control your mouth, control your tongue. How many of you know we are our worst enemy? we get divided and we divide ourselves because we start talking about things that our heart doesn't agree with amen you know I'm facing a dilemma right now with some situations that are going on with things that I've been doing and helping and, and being involved with and I've been involved with for years but I can't do it because there's stipulations that they're saying I have to comply to and I can't comply to it because it violates my beliefs and it violates my conscience and I can't do that. And they're like, well, yes, you can't. No, I can't. They say, oh, well, yeah, no, I can't. Because the minute that I Amen. go against my heart, it defeats me. Yep. I can't. It's not about won't. It has nothing to do about that. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do about it. It's, that's not it. I'm not in rebellion. I can't go against what I believe is true in my heart. Amen. See, I have to walk out my convictions. I have to walk out my heart because if the minute that I stop going and following my heart, then my belief system, my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ means nothing. And so it's not a question of, see, for me, it's life or death. It's not about, uh, no, I I can't do that. And it it has to be that way because, see, I have to teach you. I have to stand before God. I get to stand before this whole sermon. If I mess up, he's going to play that when I stand up there in front of Jesus. Amen. Remember, I I started to share that. We're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to be held accountable for what we did after we got saved. It's going to find out. It's either going to be wood, hay, or stubble that's going to be burned up, or it's going to be gold or precious stones that's going to be lifted up. Do you know the why that we want to have crowns? Not so when we get to heaven and go... Man, I got 10 crowns. Look how great I am. Uh, you do realize there ain't no pride in heaven. There ain't no brownie points in heaven. You know? You understand that? See, we're the body of Christ, so we're in Christ. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He's got the highest level that anybody, can, and we're there. We can't get any higher. So what are you trying to do anyways? No, the reason that we want to get all these crowns is so that when we see Jesus, we lay them down at his feet, just like the 4 and 20, we lay them all down and go, man, I want to have something to give to you. I want you to know that I lived on the earth, there's actually evidence that I was alive. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. We see this. Alright, you find First Peter yet? First Peter chapter 3. Look, look at verse 8. He says, Finally, be you all of one mind. <clears throat> Glory to God, yeah. <clears throat> he says, Finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brother, and be pitiful, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrary wise blessing. Knowing that you are thereunto called and that you should inherit a blessing. You know, we sang the song, the blessing. Now look at verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Amen. Let him eschew evil, let him do good, let him seek peace and ensue it, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Notice verse 10 says, for if you want to love life and you want to see good days, you got to keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from speaking guile or deceit. Folks, now's not a time to be backbiting, bittering, bickering, and fighting, and coming against. And diggered. Hey, let everybody walk out their own salvation. You walk out yours. Let's walk in love. Let's allow God to be God. Let's try to force, or try to push, or try to do different things for each other. Let's just take time for ourselves. Let's let love cover a multitude of sins. Amen? See, the benefit of walking in love, the benefit of allowing the love of God is, number one, it says in verse 9 that your prayers won't be hindered. Amen? What do you want? You want your prayers to be hindered. Hallelujah. You want your prayers to be blessed. Glory to God. It also says you'll see good days. Amen? We also know, we just did in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, says that when you let the love of God and you understand that, your faith will actually work. You know, that's the first thing. If faith isn't working or if things aren't going right in my life, the very first thing I do is I say, okay, am I walking out of love to you, Father God? Am I not doing what you, am I being disobedient to you? The second I do, if, I, if I'm doing pretty good here, the second place I look is right there. Am I messing up on my wife? Am I not doing the right thing? You know, is she upset or mad for a good reason, not a bad reason, but a good reason? You know, hallelujah. But, you know, just checking it out. And then I make, it. hey, did I let anybody else? Did I let any unforgiveness? Did I let anything? You know, what did I do? What do I need to do? How do I need to handle this? You know, why is that so important? Because folks, we have got to maintain the power and the presence of God in our lives coming up here. We've got to see, and we can't compromise. Amen. We can't. We've got to stand up and say, no, this, is, and if you don't compromise, God will see you through. God will see you through. God will see you through. He will. He'll bring it to pass. He is such an awesome God. We've got to guard our tongues. We've got to guard what we're saying. Hallelujah. The Bible says, even if though we know we're going to make mistakes, if we'll try to keep our tongue in check, glory to God, it won't be near as bad, (laughs) okay, (laughs) hallelujah, you know, and we understand that love is the foundation for all the fruit of the spirit that just blesses us and enables us, Amen? amen, it helps us to understand all that God has for our lives, it really does, it really, really does, hallelujah. The Bible says this in these last few minutes, I'm just going to do this, then I'm going to pray, then I'm going to give an altar call because I'm going to talk about things because I want to do that for for the audience there. You know, you need to understand that God loves you so much and that when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you realized that love and you accepted that love. And so divine love doesn't ask, what can I get? It always asks, what can I give? What can I give? How can I pay? How can I serve back? How do I do that? How do I honor him? How do he... And when you do that and you begin to say, God, because you love me so much, I have so much to give back and I want to be a blessing. Funny thing about God is, is that he determines how much you love him by how much you love his kids. <laughs> hey, what a bummer. Because I've had so many people listen, me and God, we're tight. We love I just can't stand people. <laughs> I totally understand that. I totally understand that. But you're actually a liar. Because you and God aren't tight. Because if you're in God's love and God's love and you love, you're gonna love people. Now I didn't say you were gonna trust people. You're gonna love people. You know, trust is earned. Love is given. Because God says, hey, I need you to love on this person. I need you to encourage this person. I need you to help in this area. I need need you to help in the body of Christ because there's no unused members. See, that's why faith that works by love, it literally faith works by this love that we have. It's understanding that. That's what I want you to get across. See, because the love of God that is given unto us, that love, hallelujah, faith that works by love, it does. It satisfies all of everything of the word of God, all of the requirements, everything comes when faith that works by love. When you understand God's love to you, your love to God, your faith can work in so great things. It can change. And you do release your faith through words, through actions of how you do it. And that's how we know. We know how great your relationship is by your actions. Amen. And by your words. So the world needs to see us. They need to see that we have one voice, and that's Jesus Christ. What are you gonna do about Jesus? And that's what we've got to declare. Because, you know, they can talk about all kinds of things, they can talk about world peace, they can talk about all these different things, they can talk about well, we're trying to no, no, because they've tried to make it that if you don't comply to them, well then you're a threat. You're the threat. And when they're, the, they're not the threat, they're, they're trying to be a threat because no weapon formed against you can prosper. Amen. See, I believe what the Word of God says and I declare, decree it. And then it says every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you condemn. You take authority of words. You need to make sure you take authority of words quickly. When somebody's speaking death over you or death over your kids or death over your life, you take authority with those and say, no, nope, that'll not happen to me. Now, don't yell and scream and then in their face. Don't just jump up because they don't know what they're saying. They're just talking, okay? But we need to make this real. Yes. See, that's the thing about it. you got to make it real to you. Now, I thank God I made it real very soon in my life. When I got born again, I got born again at a very young age, and all of my children have gotten born again at a very young age. And, uh, but it became so real to me when I was 18 because and, and I, I was searching and hungering for God, even in a greater degree, and it, when it became real, it no longer was my Grammy's gospel. It no longer was my mom and dad's gospel. You know, somebody asked me a question. He said, "You know, your dad made you come to church all the time, but were you involved in church?" And I said, "Oh yeah, we we were. We did everything at church. You know, we had we were involved doing everything at church because we were always there. So when you're always there, you get you get dragged in. <laughs> you just you just you didn't even have to volunteer. You're just you're drafted." You know, so you're just drafted in. But uh, the reason I say that, you know, and I say that, you know, didn't didn't that cause you to be rebellious? It didn't cause me to be rebellious because, you know, I I got, like I said, I, I got the heart of God and I appreciated it. I was, you know, I was frustrated in areas of things of thinking, what my frustration came was the hypocrisy of all the people in church. My frustration came is because I didn't see what I was seeing in the Bible in their lives. And so I had to say, hey. And the greatest thing my parents ever gave me was, listen, this is truth. Find it in here. Problem is, is I went a whole lot farther than they wanted me to. <laughs> and they said, oh, okay. But what I found out in here is I found truth. I found peace. I found joy. And I'm so thankful for the last Fifty-three years of my life being born again. It is amazing how wonderful it is now, even more so than it was then. And I'm more excited, more to in tune, more thanking God. Hallelujah! And, and the funny thing about it is, is I know more or less now than I thought I knew then. <laughs> but you know what? I love Him more than I've ever in my entire life. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. I thank you for these wonderful folks that are here, and I thank you for all these wonderful folks that are, oh, Father, that are, that are watching. My heart's cry. If there's any person here, no matter where they're at, no matter what's going on in their lives, if they really don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Personal. Because, see, there is a heaven and there is a hell. Many people say, well, I don't believe... It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It's like you can say, I don't believe in gravity, but if you get on the top of this building and jump off, you will soon have a reality of it. Because there's going to be a reality. The Bible declares that in the end, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, whether you do it in this life or you do it in the next, the problem is if you do it in the next... There's no hope. See, you make Jesus the Lord of your life here, then you can determine where you're going. If you don't and you die, then God determines where you're going. And God laid it down in his word and he has to abide by his word. God never intended for anybody to go to hell. He made hell... For the devil and his angels that failed. That's why he made that place of torment. He did not want anybody there. And God has never sent anybody to hell. Not one person. Jesus died for the whole world. While well, we were yet still all ungodly. And we were all sinners. And we all needed a Savior. And we all still need a Savior. And the reason I share this is because it's so vitally important that you understand and know. God loves you. He loved you so much, he sent his son to die for you. Yes, he raised him from the dead. Yes, glory to God. Jesus is alive and well. But I tell you, Jesus willingly died for you so that you might make heaven. So if you're here, you're watching, my heart's cry is that you would know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Listen, you may have been going to church all your life. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Any more than sitting in your garage would make you a car. you got to make it. you got to ask yourself, what am I going to do about Jesus? Amen? So right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Well, I don't want to do it. Listen, Jesus said that now, today's the day of salvation. Today's the time. If you're watching this and you get a hold of it, and I truly do, because that's my heart. I want you to be saved. You can go to heaven sick, poor. Defeated all kind of things, but you can't go to heaven without Jesus and that's the most important But I guarantee you once you get Jesus you won't be sick and tired and poor and defeated anymore Hallelujah, he'll set you free if you let him he'll cause you to increase He'll cause you to be blessed and he'll give you his life So if you want me to pray for you you say I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life Just raise your hand real high so I can see it. I pray for you. I see that hand Anybody else want to join that person? I'm gonna pray. We're gonna pray. We're gonna lead you in a prayer. It's not about joining the church. It's about being part of the body of Christ. It's about making and, and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's up to you. You know, I don't want to go through life, going through life without it. You can go through life by yourself, but man, who wants to? You can go through life and have God help you. I'm going to look around one more time, then we're going to pray. I don't believe in long, drawn out. I'm not dragging you in. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to force you. Because if you can be forced in, you can be forced out. But if you willingly come and you allow God and you come because you desire, it changes everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Anywhere else? Here we go. And I want all of you to join in on this prayer. We're going to say this together. You ready? Say, Heavenly Father, Father, I I believe, I personally believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. And right now, I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I'm going to miss hell. And I'm going to make heaven. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for everybody here. Father, let us know that you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And that we have been placed here for what you have called us to be. And Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you for the word of God that's just been shed abroad in our heart. But Father, thank you that our faith works by the love that we have. Your love toward us and our love toward you. Yeah, there's other, but Father, that's where the basis of it is. Faith works by love. Oh, hallelujah. We can believe in you. We can trust you. And if you're for us, who can be against us? Lord, we honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen and amen. Amen.